Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers and creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you enjoy having an unfold role in your team? That would be zero. <laughs> <laughs> a big goose egg. <laughs> no one likes having an open position that is going unfilled. Everybody's trying to cover it. Mm -hmm. Stuff's not getting done. Everybody's stressed. No one likes that. And this happens for a variety of reasons. And um, we're going to talk about some ways that that process can be expedited a little yeah and it's it because is stressful. our clients can't be excited that these roles are left open either and sometimes mm -hmm. it's their fault sometimes it's the uh, candidate's fault very rarely is it our fault <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're just, just trying to get this to thing the, going trying to be the middleman here <laughs> exactly i think that it also is um it i mean I guess I will say all roles are important, I assume, or it wouldn't be open. Mm -hmm. But there is also a difference when is it like a new role you're adding? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to add this. It's a growth. We're excited. But, you know, if it takes a while to fill it, cool. Mm -hmm. Versus like someone just gave their notice. And it's so interesting right. to me, like the standard in the work world is you give two weeks notice. I can't imagine any time on our team we've been able to refill up that position in two weeks no let alone like a week so the person could train with the person right. leaving like that's always the ideal but that uh, is it usually in what world does that happen yeah even <laughs> under the best circumstances you know to get all the information together to even post the job takes about a week and then a week of interviewing you know yeah. and then so. that person probably if they're working somewhere then they have to give two weeks notice exactly i mean it just so doesn't <laughs> work like that and and meanwhile you're covering it or someone mm -hmm. on your team's covering or you know somehow especially if it you know someone was in the role like presumably that work has to keep getting done yes so it's it's very stressful when it takes more than you know a second to yeah, fill so a job it could go week after week after week because there are these little snags that happen and this isn't just you know from you know us being recruiters ourselves but even internal recruiters too have some of these delays and um like i said if there's some of these things that you can tidy up um it would go a lot faster and you can maybe shave a week or two off mm -hmm. but it's amazing how fast the time flies sometimes too because we're like well, yeah, this job's been open for a month and they wanted it you know two weeks notice and blah and the time just slips so quickly so yeah. and it's because of some of these little things um yeah. that and could just be I tightened do, up I do agree when you said it could be you know it could be on the client side or the candidate side but I would say I'm going to go on a limb and say it's generally on the company side mm -hmm. like candidates it, candidates usually will move as quickly as you ask them mm -hmm, to if mm -hmm. they're interested in the role if they're really just not getting back to you they're probably not interested yeah if they are interested you know you send them a message or ask, schedule an interview they'll get back to you in the next you know, day they yep. might be working or whatever but candidates usually are pretty responsive if they're interested in the yes. role we see more delays on the company side yeah. whether it's our clients or like you said internal recruiters working with their clients that mm -hmm. are internal hiring managers a lot of the delays are are in that part of it yeah one of the things that can be done to speed this up a little is to make sure that you have a clear job description 
I could back it up a little and say, make sure you have a job description <laughs> because many, many times we will write them for our clients because they just simply didn't have one. And we, you know, we have a conversation with them. We're like, okay, we know what you want. We, I think we might have that already half written. So let's just customize it for you and, and get it out there. But um, really, really, really know what it is you want and don't make it too broad. We have had it where, you know, people are writing two job descriptions jammed into one and we're trying to find a person that technically doesn't even exist. And that makes it longer too. So what do you need right now? Um, I don't want to say bare bones, but the, we absolutely positively need them to know X software. We absolutely positively have to have them know this. Um, if not, you know, if they even have this sort of personality and we can train them, you know, be super specific in the job description of what you want, because what will happen is, you know, you'll start trying to chase unicorns that mm -hmm. don't exist or the job description is not clear and people read it and they're like, I don't even know what this is that they're asking for to know, even know if I can do this. They're asking or they're asking for too much. I know seven of these things, but I don't know all 20. Um you know, so really, really make it clear out of the gate. Yeah. And we like to break out job descriptions with requirements mm. and like bonus skills. Yes. Like you have to have these seven things to be able to do the job, mm -hmm. period. It would be nice if you also had these things. Yeah. And that can really help with what you were just saying, like not having a list of 20 things, mm -hmm. but maybe only the seven that were important the person had. Yeah. You know, and and so... That can prevent people from applying because mm -hmm. they think they don't have everything. And it can can prevent, like, when people are screening, they're like, well, they don't have all 20. It's like, yeah, but if if you knew what the top seven important ones were, you could have moved them along. So I think really being, like you said, being specific about, like, what do you really need? What does this person mm -hmm. have to come with to be good in this job versus what can they learn? Or what would be nice if they have it, but, you know, not critical. Yeah. And defining those two can really help. It, it saves so much time just because, like I said, you can be going on a wild goose chase with some of these jobs. Or if you need to take a few days to write that description, that's time lost. And if you, mm -hmm. it's all together up front, um, just like I said, if, if you want to work with us to just say these are the must haves, we'll, we can help you, you know, put something together, but or any recruiter can. But yeah. Um, and you, you said something about this too. Often, this is more when you're replacing a role. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Often people's roles just have evolved over yeah, the years. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's like, you know, I was a graphic designer, art director, but I also wrote some copy because somebody needed to, and then I ended up with copywriting as part mm -hmm, of my responsibilities. Mm -hmm. If you go replace that person. And you still need that copywriter. And, and you're really <laughs> expecting them to be a copywriter too. Like, right. you just got lucky that, that you had a designer yes. who was good with words. Like, take that opportunity to figure out what is this role really and and you may say I have to break this out yeah. and maybe I need a designer and art director and a copywriter also and maybe that's just a part-time copywriter mm -hmm. or a contractor or something else but right. like like you said don't don't keep perpetuating unicorn roles just because you had someone that was doing all that mm -hmm. every individual has unique skill set yes you cannot expect that there are a hundred more just like that. Yeah. And the longer somebody's worked there, chances are there's more responsibility that's been kind of piled on. And then there's like yeah. a, this crazy, very unique job that they were doing, you know, just kind of go back to what it really is. What, and what, what is you really the need. role you really need? Yeah. 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 Or is it two roles or something yes. like that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, the second one is to be uh, forthcoming with salary. We have had this battle a little bit too, where, 
let's just say that job description is super clear. Everything has been laid out. People apply. This is fantastic. And then you get to the interview and then you find out or way later, like the second or third interview, you find out what it's actually paying. And they're like, what? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> frankly, from a candidate standpoint, you should be prepared for people to just ask up front. Like they yes. want to know before they go any yep. further. It's yep. not save the time. Asking about pay is not a taboo subject that mm-hmm. I think it used to be. And so candidates will will want to know, like if you say, are you interested in this role? The one of the first questions they will ask is, what is the pay? Right. You know, you, you need to be prepared for that, you know, from the company side. And it would be odd to me if you aren't, but some people well, aren't. <laughs> I do remember a time where people would say it was based on experience. Like you would have this job mm-hmm. description, salaries based on experience. I right. mean, that is so open-ended and usually and a, maybe, a trap in a way too. Maybe true. Like if you have three years, your pay is going to be different than if you have 10, but you have a range in mind. Right. And be prepared that if someone's going to come in and just say, you know, and it's a high number, you're, you said based on experience, right? Here's my experience. You got to be prepared to entertain that and not say, well, it really pays. We were thinking more like, no, Mm -hmm. if you were thinking that at the beginning, get it out there. Yeah. You need to be upfront. Now, whether you post that or even a range based on experience, I think a range is fine. You know, whether you post that or not, I think that's a, you know, judgment call you have to make. I do see companies posting the, mm-hmm. the salary ranges more upfront in their job postings. Just the same time. Yeah, some some people do, or I'm sorry, some companies do, some don't. I don't think you have to, but if you're having, I guess I would say, if you're having a hard time attracting candidates, do the research, make sure your pay is in the range, and then yes. maybe post it because yeah. you might attract people if they mm-hmm. can see upfront what you're paying. Yes, as long as it's fair for the market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're getting a lot of great candidates, maybe you don't have a problem. But if you're not, maybe put the salary out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the only reason I would think maybe, you know, it would be based on experience anymore might be if it's a new role and you're not really mm-hmm. sure. I mean, you're really not sure. But more than likely, people have a budget to a certain yeah. degree. So if you are, you know, you're like, well, I'm definitely not going to pay over this. I mean, mm-hmm. it might be worth mentioning that up front, especially yeah. if you're seeing resumes of really skilled people. Um, before you even call them in, just say, you know what, you look fantastic, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what would you like, to, what are you looking for in a salary? Yeah. Or, or just tell them, I mean, I've 100% had that conversation with people. You are super experienced. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. You would be great for this role. This is the salary range. Are yep. you going to be okay with that? Yeah. And Let them decide. sometimes I think, oh, they'll, they'll never be interested. And sometimes <laughs> they're like, yeah, actually I am because this, this, and this are appealing about the job to yeah. me. So, yeah, I am still interested in talking. Mm-hmm. And and a, a company or a hiring manager might have just filtered that person out because they assumed they wouldn't take the pay That's range. That's true, so, too. That you know, it, too. it goes both ways. Yes, they could be more than you had anticipated. They might they might also be open to your range. Mm-hmm. Like, just ask them up front. They'll I mean, tell you. They might <laughs> want something else in exchange for salary. You never yeah, know. It might so. be like, I'm, I am okay with that because I'm really interested in your industry. Mm-hmm. Or... I'm trying to make a career shift and this yep. would give me more skills yes, or yes, yes, I yes. need more flexibility and your company is more flexible than where I'm working now. Like they may have reasons why that still is going to work for them. So mm-hmm. I, I just always say like no assumptions, mm-hmm. like just, just either ask up front what they're looking for, which is fine. Or tell them up front what the range is. If you know the range, just tell them what it is mm-hmm. and they'll tell you if they're interested or not. Yes. Yes. 
And the third thing I'm just going to mention, which seems obvious, but it clearly is not, so I'm going to say it aloud, is um, make sure you communicate quickly. Be uh, responsive, people. As respo- I mean, if you could return a note by end of day, that would be a game changer for a lot of these. And this is for a couple of reasons. One, and definitely number one, is candidates are going so quickly right now. And somebody that we presented to you in the morning could be gone the next day. So if by end of day they know whether or not you're interested in them, you're going to be able to keep them interested in you. So yes, I think if you are talking to someone, you should assume they are talking to two or three other companies. Yes. Just you're probably not the only one. And they're either open and looking or they're not. Right. And if you are unsure, meet them anyway, because that I can't tell you the difference between talking to somebody versus just reading their resume is such a game changer you know, definitely if you're on the fence, meet with them. And mm-hmm. I, I can't stress that more. So, and make sure that's quickly. I just read this. They're a really strong maybe. How soon can I talk to them? Um, I mean, that's how it really should go. <laughs> yeah. And I think that people, and this is a little bit of maybe an older school type mentality or just kind of how people used to do things would be like, well, I will collect a pool of three to five qualified candidates mm-hmm. and then I will review, you know, re- share yes. them all and review them all and we'll talk about them and we'll decide who to interview from that pool. And the reality is if you see someone who looks good and like they could be a good candidate for your role, why are you waiting? Right. Why are you waiting to have three more to compare to? Either yes. they look good or they don't. Yeah. And that's one of the things that has really changed in this area is that, that that luxury used to be the case where you could mm-hmm. take your time say, you know what, send me s- people this week and on Friday I'll review them and make a decision and we'll set up interviews for next week. Um, and then we'll have three more rounds of interviews and six weeks from now we'll make an <laughs> offer. And by meanwhile, that person already started their by, new job by now. By that, by that time... <laughs> every candidate we sent you over is gone, <laughs> you know, and, and they were actually gone by before Friday because somebody else interviewed them on Tuesday. Um, it, it, it is really going that quickly right mm-hmm. now. And you don't have that luxury to wait. And if we're sending you like one at a time, it's because that person is available right now. Act fast. We wanted you to be the first to see it. Um, mm-hmm. So try and communicate quickly. Are you interested? No. On to the next. Interested? Yeah. No. On to the next. Interested, maybe. All right, let's set up an interview. Interested, yeah. yes. Let's set up an interview. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, really got to move that quickly mm-hmm. anymore. And, and we're talking from the perspective of working with a third party, a recruiter yes. like us. But this still is exactly the same if you're hiring directly, mm-hmm. if you're working with your internal recruiters, whatever. Like if someone, if you're, if you're directly hiring and you're getting all the applicants, if someone applies today and they look good, Reach out today and try and schedule something. Mm-hmm. Like don't and maybe, wait around. And maybe you can schedule all those interviews for Friday. Maybe that's yeah. the time that you're going to go through it all. But get them on the calendar. At least you at have least. them on the schedule. And they, because now they know you're interested yes. in them. Because yep. they're also looking at other opportunities. But, you right. know, now they're like, oh, well, I'm going to see how this pans out on Friday. But if they hear because nothing. I am interested. Yeah, if they hear nothing because you're mulling it over. We're telling them we haven't heard back yet. Okay, well, I'm going to keep moving forward with the company that's moving forward. And that's that's how people can lose out on a lot of candidates. And that's where your timeline gets all messed up because you had that great person and now that person's gone. So now we got to try and find mm-hmm. that great person again or your recruiting team has to find it or you have to find that person again, another magical person. And that just adds weeks and weeks and weeks on to this search. And yeah, it's, it's kind of on you to, <laughs> to speed it up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... 
who wants to wait around? And kind of back to the beginning of what we're talking about, isn't your goal to fill the role as quickly as possible? Right. Like, whether you had someone leave or you decided to add this role or for whatever reason that it's open, I assume it's open because it's necessary and important. Right. So it should be one of your top priorities. I don't know what your life is like or your job is like, but you know, filling that role as quickly as possible should, and and knowing that it is going to take a few weeks, maybe a month to do so. It's like, you know what? And I always looked at it as, you know, it's not going to be on me. It's not going to be on me that this gets dragged out. So I'm going to be as fast (laughs) as possible to reply because I'm, I'm not going to be the one that loses this great candidate. Right. Um, So I I set personal goals for myself Mm -hmm. in this case. And, you know, it is a little bit in, in your control, too. Yeah. And and realistically, if it's not a critical role, it's not that important. Then, you know, be honest with yourself about mm-hmm. that. If you've had a job open for a year. Yeah. It's obviously not that critical to you. Right. Right. And honestly, being clear about that at the beginning is, is helpful as well. Right. Especially if you want to be something that's su- have it to be super specific. And right. you, know, you, can relate. you might say this is a unicorn and we're going to wait till we find them. Exactly. And you could tell your, your in-house recruiting. You could tell your, your staffing company that you work with that that's the case. You know, just always send me people that have this one skill set. Eventually, I'm going to hire them. Not right now. You know, that's how we can help prioritize it too mm-hmm. and and that's actually another thing too in some of these cases too as far as you know expediting things if you decide to give us like three roles to fill is there a top one that you need to fill right away and we'll really focus on that you know still working on the other ones but mm-hmm. it's like this one is going to set the stage for the rest or or something like i need to get this manager in place and then we're going to have two people under them you know let us know all of those details too so the communication is is so important you know if it's either in-house or out of house or with yourself if you're doing this yourself um you know what this is important for growth this is important for me to get my job done you know give it the respect it deserves thank you so much for joining us at illumination bureau and we hope you have gained something by listening today Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.